Hey, what's happening, everybody? You're listening to The Soundtrack, a podcast discussing film, television, and video game music with the fans, geeks, and super freaks. Happy March. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, happy spring break. Uh, hope you had a good spring break if you're on spring break. Uh, it's your host, Zach Demas. I've got a ninth podcast episode for you. This is episode number nine. Uh, thanks for sticking with me. This has been a lot of fun so far, and I can't wait to do more. Well, Oscar season passed uh, last month, and I was talking about uh, 90s sitcoms during that, so uh, I kind of missed my opportunity to talk about uh, more film music, but we've already kind of done a lot of film music, I feel like, so it was good to take a break from it uh, for a while and do video games and TV. But now we're back to movies, and uh, in the spirit of uh, Academy Award-winning movies and uh, just great filmmaking in general... Uh, and great film music. I'm going to talk about the Lord of the Rings this uh, episode, so we're gonna we're gonna have a good time talking about that. My brother Alex um, is going to be on once again, and we are just the biggest Lord of the Rings fans. We've uh, watched all the movies, we've played all the games. Alex has read all the books. I've read some of them, um, but we're talking about music, so uh, so the movies are going to be what we're going to focus on. Uh, the all the music by Howard Shore. So we're going to dive into uh, Howard Shore's work and see what and see what sort of techniques and things he used to really uh, bring Middle Earth to life uh, through music. So uh, I'm back to doing my uh, solo portion, though, for this episode. So uh, I'll talk to you guys about some specific things first before I bring Alex on uh, so we can talk about the nitty gritty details of some film composing here. So I hope you're as excited as I am. Uh, and there's not much in the way of news this month. Um, just still working on my presentation for uh, for these uh, kids for this music industry uh, clinic that I'm going to be teaching uh, in June. So so not much new there. Just still working on that. Um, I'll be sure to share more of that with you guys as we get closer to that. Uh, it's just a really important project for me. I'm glad I'm going to be able to teach some kids about very important stuff about becoming a you know a professional musician. I can't wait to do, I can't wait to do it. So uh, yeah, that's coming up soon. Uh, and as always, uh, check out my website mutecitymusic.com for any uh, new stuff that's going on there. And uh, also my Patreon. I've been tweaking my Patreon a little bit here and there. Um, changing goals and and setting uh, up rewards and stuff so that it's a little bit better for you guys uh so hopefully you'll join me there and we can work together to make some really good projects come out so uh be checking out patreon and all that stuff and uh all right i think we're ready to uh get into it here so let's talk about the lord of the rings with music by howard shore just to give you a little info about Howard Shore, if you don't know, um, he's the uh, composer of four different uh, Oscar-winning Best Picture movies. He worked on Silence of the Lambs, uh, The Departed, Spotlight, which came out a couple years ago, so a very recent film, and of course, The Return of the King. So uh, he's been very active throughout his years. And But my favorite um, fact about Howard Shore was he was actually the first musical director of the Saturday Night Live band. Um, I think from like 1975 to 1980, something like that. I'm not sure. Um, and I think he played alto sax in the band as well. Um, I'm not positive about that either, but uh, something around that time. And what a what a great lineup uh, he had. The great thing about uh, the SNL band is throughout the years they've had some of you know like the best players. Um, if you don't if you don't follow jazz, you may not appreciate it as much, but. Um, 
it's the SNL band over the years has had great uh, jazz musicians uh, and fusion musicians. So so musicians that have combined jazz and rock influences and and funk and different uh, types of music um, in their own playing with with their solo careers. Um, and obviously SNL kind of reflects that uh, because of the type of music they play on that show. Um, over the years, great musicians that have played in that band and uh, like uh, Michael Brecker, uh, Marcus Miller, David Sanborn, uh, Bob Cranshaw, who uh, was uh, Sonny Rollins' bass player. Um, Sonny Rollins is a, is a jazz giant. So, ju- yeah, just a lot of great musicians that have that have played uh, in that band over the years. Paul Schaefer, even, um, if you watch the old uh, Late Show with David Letterman, um, Paul Schaefer was the keyboard player and the, and the band director of the CBS Orchestra. Um, a lot of great players have come through there, and Howard Shore was the first director um, it, with that uh, that first group of musicians to play. And, and it's still, even today, some of the, the best uh, players in the business are, are, are working in New York and, and on uh, playing in that band. So uh, I just think it's really cool. That's my favorite fact about Howard Shore is that he directed that, that first group. Um, so he really knows his stuff. He doesn't just know film scoring. He knows, uh, he understands jazz and, and many different types of music. He understands all of that. Uh, and that's what I really like about musicians like him is, is being able to tap into uh, different genres and to get inspiration from everywhere and he's just so versatile so um, Howard Shore see people talk about you know John Williams and uh, Hans Zimmer and those people a lot but I really have a lot of respect for Howard Shore um, and he should be in that conversation as one of the as one of the uh, marquee composers so uh, yeah just some some fun facts for you there now uh, turning to the music of the Lord of the Rings now Howard Shore and and a lot of composers do this nowadays, but Howard Shore with Lord of the Rings, um, this this technique that he used in all of his film scoring, especially in in this series of movies, was very apparent. It's called um, light motif. I think I maybe uh, Alex Reed and I maybe mentioned it uh, when we were talking about Star Wars um, with John Williams and talking about how episodic movies like like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings that ha- that are like trilogies, multiple parts. And these kind of big grand adventures, they have the music tends to tie in with um, certain themes that that keep reoccurring. So that's what leitmotif is, is um, like reoccurring themes that are attached to a particular character or a setting. Um, so just in general, like a motif is like a reoccur- reoccurring idea, um, a repeated idea that's very distinct and that dominates a, an artistic piece uh, or a, a piece of literary work as well. Um but leitmotif is like is music that is attached to a particular character or or setting that carries through all the the different movies, and so this is a technique that uh, even though it's it's been used in film music a lot recently, this this technique has actually been around uh, since like the 19th century um, with Richard Wagner. He was um, I think the one that popularized this uh, this technique of of leitmotif. So. Now, there's a, a video out there on YouTube um, by, I don't know if you know this channel, The Nerd Writer, um, but he does a, a lot of videos on different things, artistic things, um, movies, uh, music, and uh, all sorts of things. It's not really limited to one topic. Um, he talks about a lot of things, but he does a video on Lord of the Rings and Howard Shore and Leitmotif, so you can check it out. 
I'll provide a link in the episode description. So I could talk about Lord of the Rings kind of from the very beginning. He talks about it from the very beginning, the first movie. He, he mostly focuses on the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, but since he focuses on that, I want to talk about um, the Two Towers themes because, uh, first of all, it's my favorite movie. So um, one of my all-time favorite movies and my and my favorite of the uh, uh, trilogy, the original trilogy. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play my favorite track from The Two Towers. It's called The Urukai. Um, it's my favorite track in the movie, and uh, it basically covers all of my favorite Lord of the Rings themes. Um, and the the amazing thing about – we'll listen to it here in just a second, but my favorite thing about Howard Shore's writing in these movies is how quickly uh, themes go from one to the next – and there and there's some overlap and some interesting harmonic changes that happen to affect the mood of whatever theme is playing. So really, there there's not a whole lot of other um, underscore. Like all the underscore is some sort of theme that's making a statement, and that's how the uh, the underscore. That's how the music is composed for this particular uh, for these movies. Um, there's nothing generic about it. Like everything sound. The reason why the score sounds so unique, uh, just like a Star Wars, uh, like a John Williams score, kind of, is that all these unique themes are playing, and that creates the underscore of the movie. It's not. There's nothing extra about it. There's always. There's always a purpose to every piece of music that's that's uh, underscoring a scene. So, uh, here's the Urukai track. It's my favorite track in all the movies. And then we'll talk about um, each individual theme and uh, the way they flow uh, between each other. I think it's really cool. So here we go.
Yeah, so the movie starts actually with a flashback to the first movie um, in the Minds of Moria when the Fellowship is all together and Gandalf is fighting the Balrog. Um, this would be really funny if you have never seen the movies and you're listening to this. Um, none of this would make sense. So that's how the movie starts, but actually the way the Fellowship starts is very different from the way the Two Towers starts. The Fellowship starts very dark, very ominously, um, and different themes are stated at the, at the beginning of that one. At the beginning of this, uh, of, of the Two Towers, uh, the movie begins uh, pretty heroically after that flashback. So the the first unique track to this movie really that you have is a restatement of the fellowship theme and then it it quickly shifts to the two main themes of this movie there's actually a theme for each tower of the two towers um for which the movie is named you have you have a theme for basically the eye of sauron that tower that the eye of sauron sits on top of and then you have the tower of orthanc where sauron is so you've got these two uh main pillars of evil and each one has a theme. So the, the uh, Eye of Sauron theme is basically this. Here, I'll play it on the piano. Um, you can hear my wonderful piano, <laughs> piano playing skills. Okay, so that's the theme for the Eye of Sauron's tower. Uh, it's called Baradur. Um, and so here's the uh, Tower of Orthanc theme. Yeah, and then it's got all the uh, big thundering percussion around it. Uh, and actually, while, while I'm thinking about it, um, just listening to the track, uh, from a recording standpoint, it sounds really cool the way the percussion is recorded. I think the percussionists are playing at a pretty decent volume, um, but the uh, throughout the track, especially the beginning of the track, um, it just sounds very distant and uh, sounds very open because, like, you... I think when the, this music is playing in the movie... It's showing you a lot of panorama shots and and like a lot of uh, of far away shots from the from the characters, so you can just see um, the surrounding landscape. So I think that percussion kind of and, and just it helps for the build up too. It just sounds very distant, um, and then all of a sudden it just comes thundering in, um, and it sounds really amazing. So I think just even from a a recording standpoint, I think they did a great job of of mixing, you know, creating creating a sense of like spatial. Um, awareness within uh, all these tracks, especially the percussion. And then you've just got this hammering percussion part that comes in uh, uh, at the Tower of Orthanc. And I think that's always been one of the trademark um, themes from all the movies. I think the Orthanc theme, um, especially for that, just that percussion, that rhythm um, is just very driving. I think it's a very distinct sound when it comes to the Lord of the Rings. Um, so really cool use of percussion and and ways of recording it, and it just sounds very, um, it just sounds very big, um, especially with the uh, the reverb and all that stuff. So um, that's just kind of a side note on the recording aspect of it. Yeah, so there you go. I guess that's maybe better than me singing it, right? Um, so actually, it might be cool I, if I put in a string patch. It might sound really cool too, um, because there's still two other themes. There's the uh, fellowship theme that, that's restated. And then you also have another new theme, uh, the theme of the Rohirrim. And their theme is really interesting. It only comes up very briefly because that's just the part of uh, that, that's the part of Middle Earth that they're in at that point in time. They're traveling across the plains of Rohan. So let's listen to this uh, theme 
uh, it comes up very quickly in the in the track um and it goes and it goes away really quickly um but it really sets the tone because that's the um it sounds very folk like kind of like the shire theme i guess um it sounds very it sounds like folk music um and it's a very important theme so uh i'm going to play it here Yeah, something like that. It's a very interesting theme, and you hear it different ways. You hear, like, solo oboe, I think, that plays that. And then in this particular track, it's it's played very um, heroically by the low brass, like the trombones and all that stuff. Um, so you have a, it's a very sensitive theme, I think. that I think that's kind of an interesting word to describe it because it, um, it can change. It, it, uh, it changes a lot and because, you know, the Rohirrim are a very... Um, interesting group of people that you know are are dealing with a lot of hardship um but they they were once a proud colony of of the race of men so um it's very it's a very sensitive theme you can do different things with it and speaking of versatility the last theme in the track well actually it's the first one that that is played in the track but the last one I'm going to talk about is uh the fellowship theme and the way that's used um, in this particular case, it's used really in its full and all its glory, and it's just huge and it's you know it's very hopeful sounding. But then there's times where it's played um, very softly and very warmly, and I just really love this theme. It's one of my favorite themes in all of movies, really, um, because of two different ways. And and the first way that I really like the, this theme to be heard is in at at full power. So. So I'll play the theme kind of, um, I want to play it kind of really forcefully, and then I want to play it, you hear the theme played um, kind of in conjunction with other themes in the movie, and my uh, my personal favorite use of this theme with another theme is the Shire theme. The Shire theme is, is beautiful, it's just, it's a great theme, and the way the, the Shire theme kind of suddenly transitions to the Fellowship theme is just so beautiful. It's just such a great punctuation mark on the Shire theme, like using the the Fellowship theme as a punctuation to the the Shire theme. And in that regard, it's that's really kind of sums up how Howard Shore scores these movies. Um, just in this track that I just played, there's so many transitions. Go back and listen to it again. Um, there's just so many like quick transitions. Sometimes the themes don't even have a transition. Really, they just kind of bleed into each other. Um, but there's really subtle orchestration that's going on that that doesn't really it's not obvious when themes change usually. Um, but there's sometimes there's just enough like connective tissue there to really transfer uh, transport you to the next thing, um, much like a, well, the movie does it's with its editing and all that stuff. So the the transitions like like not just the themes, but the transitions between themes are, uh, spectacular. So I'm going to play the fellowship theme um, as it's presented in these two different textures just so that we can compare um, how they're used. They're used a little bit differently. Um, you'll notice that when the fellowship theme is playing at full power, it's uh, usually the melody is usually played by the trumpets. Um, it's it's played by the trumpets in uh, in the first track I played in the Urukai track. Um, but it's, I'm, I, the version I'm going to play now is just the beginning of the Bridge of Khazad-dûm from The Fellowship. This is from the first movie. 
just the the theme just comes roaring in right from the very beginning on trumpet uh, th- uh, with the trumpets. And the second track I'm going to play is um, In Dreams. It's called In Dreams. Um, it's basically the Shire theme um, with lyrics. It, it, it references um, Howard Shore wrote this song. I don't know if it plays in the credits of the first movie or one of the movies. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so this is In Dreams. And Howard Shore wrote this song uh, with lyrics to um, to a- a- as a reference to uh, there and Back Again, which was an alternate title for The Hobbit, uh, Tolkien's first book, um, which also ends up becoming the name of, in the movie, the book that he's writing, basically the memoir about his travels, Bilbo's travels. The book is called There and Back Again. So um, that's kind of what In Dreams is about. Um, and it's a beautiful song. And same way, this um, this theme, the fellowship theme comes in uh, in the intro but actually, is it, it works a little differently. It actually tails the Shire theme. So um, we hear it in the the bridge of Khazad-dûm. We hear the Fellowship theme blasting right right from the beginning, and then the way the Fellowship theme is used with uh, the Shire theme at the beginning of In Dreams, um, it, it tails that theme. So it, like I said, it, it creates that punctuation mark. So uh, here's the bridge of Khazad-dûm track, and then. In dreams, and we'll we'll hear how those two tracks uh, use the fellowship theme differently. So yeah, when it's played softer, when the fellowship theme is played softer, it's usually played by French horn or maybe even the strings, um, something that's not too in your face like the trumpet is. Um, but it creates this really cool effect that it like the the melody just suddenly changes character. It just seems to change character just based on what instrument is playing it. And I think like orchestration is just as important as the composition aspect. I think it all fits together and when you're in the process i feel like you have to take certain things into account not just range of the instruments but uh the the character of each instrument so that's why i really like the uh the 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 urukai track is great because uh all of the themes that are are represented in that one track the the orchestration is just critical for for the uh the character and the tone of each of those themes so and yeah, and and they're all different. Like each um, each section of the orchestra takes over um, for each theme. Um, and it and it what's great about it is it also make not only is it great for the uh, movie, but it, it just makes musical sense. So that like this music really stands alone. Like you don't really need the the movie to to appreciate what's going on in the music. You know, like the the uh, the evil themes are really driven by the percussion. It's like each section of the orchestra uh, represents 
a different character, not just the themes representing different characters, but the the orchestra itself representing, you know, different sections of the band represent uh, each of the different characters. Um, and then they're combined in interesting ways that, you know, um, so that each character shares some characteristics and then they're different in in other ways. Uh, so it's really just brilliant writing. And that's what having, you know, distinct themes and having leitmotif really does uh, for a movie. It just creates all this flexibility and you can really tell a story better that way as opposed to just random, you know, underscore that may fit the mood of the movie and what's going on on screen, but not necessarily telling a story. So that's what we really uh, so that's what we really look for with leitmotif. And Howard Shore was just was just great at, you know, creating life um, through the music for all these characters and this setting. So leitmotif is uh, is a very important strategy for for movies like this. And uh, and those are just some of my favorite themes. I'll, I'll we'll talk a lot more about the Lord of the Rings and what makes uh, and why the music is so great. Um, but to do that, I want to actually go ahead and bring in my special guest. Um, because I think we've had enough of me talking for right now. Uh, my brother Alex is here again, and uh, we actually have a surprise. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, got another surprise guest. Surprise guest. <laughs> surprise guest. Oh, my God. I came here all the way from my house. <laughs> it's Alex Reed. Um, we had I had Alex on for... Uh, the Star Wars episode. Star Wars. And so we're going to talk about some Lord of the Rings now. We're all just such huge Lord of the Rings fans. It it wouldn't be right to just have one of these two guys in here talking yeah. about it with me. So <laughs> we got to geek out together a little bit. You know? So uh, yeah, how are you guys? What's going on? How are you guys doing? Oh, you know, we're doing great. I mean, Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite subjects in the entire planet. So right, uh... <laughs> mine too. Yeah, I think we'll have uh, a lot of fun with this. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. I want to um, basically ask you both the same three questions. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll just do them one at a time here. I just, first of all, talk about, uh, your favorite overall soundtrack from the, we're just talking about the original trilogy, by the way, um, for this one, not the, we'll, we'll kind of stay away from the Hobbit. None of the previous um, cartoon versions that came out. No. <laughs> yeah, the Ralph Bakshi animated film. I almost <laughs> forgot about that actually. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we could avoid that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so from the the original trilogy, um, just favorite overall soundtrack. How does it hit you? What is it? What feels do you feel? All of the feels. All of the feels. Mm. Well, my favorite soundtrack has always been The Fellowship. And that's, it just has so many great themes, like, packed in there. And you're hearing them all for the first time. Right. It really just gets you going. Like, get, it throws a ton of stuff at oh, you, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, it does. And, and I love it because the movie, too, is built to make a good soundtrack because you're following the Fellowship's journey all across Middle-earth. So you get the elf themes in, uh, in Lothlorien and in Rivendell. You get the Moria music. You get, uh, you get um, the Mordor music. You get the Shire themes. Everything is in that soundtrack. Yeah, it's just it all comes at you once you get um, just a g broad general sense of what the whole world is about right so um it's really interesting i like how the movie starts with um like the very first theme you hear is the lothlorian theme yeah um as opposed to maybe like the one ring because it's like this whole movie is about this one ring right um but to open with the the uh the theme of the elves is kind of 
the yeah, Lothlorien elves anyway. Because um, the elves are immortal. They've been here longer than anyone else. It would, it so would make sense. So the story starts with them because they've seen all of this happen. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I think it's a, and it's a very... Their, I think their themes are the most unique and, and harmonically, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah, there's lots of interesting, like, uh, minor sixths thrown in with, like, major triads. Let's see if I can play one here. I was, I was messing around with my, my keyboard here and, like, playing string oh, sounds. Cool. So, like, you can hear stuff, uh, like, in the Lothlorien theme, you hear, like, this thing. I was playing a little faster just so it wouldn't bore everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not an orchestra here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. It's, but actually, but it sounds better slower just because it's mm-hmm. um, grander. It's more it's more wanting to go somewhere, you know. Yeah. Um You know what else I just I just thought of about the fellowship sound? Well, all of the soundtracks really is I didn't all I had for years and years were burned copies of the CDs. But then when I actually got the soundtracks and looked at the packaging, I saw that there were words to the songs, like written in Elvish. Oh, okay. And Lothlorien has one of the coolest examples of those uh, with Gandalf's Lament. It's when oh, okay. when Legolas is like, what are they singing? I have not the heart to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, boy. The, the words are written out in Elvish, and you can read the translation in the booklet. Oh, that's cool. I, I yeah. never did that. I mean, that's the great thing about the Tolkien universe is that, you know, he created all these languages right and yeah. just ever literally everything um how do you feel alex other alex about other alex general soundtrack it's, stuff it's so hard to pick a favorite movie overall fellowship i agree it has some of my favorite music in the whole thing in all three movies um but maybe for variety's sake i'll say the two towers i really like the wistful themes in that in that um you have even movie. more new themes are introduced in that one too yeah. so it kind of builds on what's already there i think the rohan mm-hmm. theme is just really cool it mm-hmm. it's like these songs are almost um and the, the songs and the themes are almost like folk music like they almost represent this culture as if it were real you know like it makes it seem like the music that they put in the movie is like the music of this culture it would actually be like what the kind of music they would play yeah like that's how that's how integrally they fit together yeah and you talk about instrument choice too whatever instrument that is that plays the rohan theme just jumps out at you I remember re- it's something special. It's like a Celtic fiddle or something like that. But it's I think un- they're played instrument. differently. Yeah, I think they it's played on different themes or uh, different instruments. Mm-hmm. I think throughout. I think you have um, in little bits. It kind of depends on the track. Yeah, um, and where they're at in the movie. Uh, are you looking up the I am. the name of the instrument? I'm thinking specifically like the scene where they're leaving Rohan for Helm's Deep. Mm. Um. Because I think it's you can hear it in uh, French horn plays it sometimes, but I know what you're talking about. I think solo. Yeah. Um, it almost sound, to me. I thought it was an oboe, but maybe it could be something different. Okay, mm. so it's it's uh, an unusual instrument. It's called the hardanger fiddle. It's a Norwegian traditional stringed instrument, similar to the violin. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I was gonna say it almost kind of has a string quality to it too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. That's that's yeah. interesting. And it's an instrument that comes from a culture that kind of, like, reminiscent of Rohan, like it, an old European culture. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. So, like, mm-hmm. having unique instruments. By the way, sorry if you're Norwegian. We, we know you're still around. You're not just old. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on to my next question here. Uh, what is the best music you think for a particular scene? Like what, um, or like just what is your favorite scene? It doesn't. It may or may not have to do with the music that's playing. I'll tell you what mine is, but um, and it does have to do with the music, but it, it, not necessarily. So what, like what, what uh, particular theme uh, or uh, uh, scene? Sorry, that uh, has the best music. Oh, I think Alex should handle this question first because he literally did a swooning gesture when you asked that question. <laughs> I mean, you, you can make arguments for a lot of different scenes. I personally think that of all the movies, my favorite song and scene is Amon Hen, the kind of the climactic scene of... In the, in the first movie. Of The Fellowship mm-hmm. of the Ring. Um, it's go go and listen to it right now. You can stop the podcast for a second. Go listen to it, and just the way the theme ties together everything that happened before, and then the foreboding sense that you get of something is about to happen. Um, Are you talking about like the whole track, Amon Hen? Yeah, okay. the the track on the on the soundtrack is yeah. called Amon Hen, and so that's where the scene takes place. Um, and then Boromir is killed, and it's that whole shebang, the breaking, mm-hmm. of, and then it leads into the breaking of the fellowship, and it's like one of the saddest things I've ever listened to, and it's just, be- it captures some cinema magic, like in a bottle. It's just great. Yeah, it kind of it, that growing, like you said, that growing kind of tension throughout that song. You know, uh, that piece of music leading up to. I mean, it pretty much is. Yeah, it's the climax of the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. It's, it's a little different than uh, other, I guess, part uh, parts of the world. It's you know because it's it it's not really it doesn't really take place in any specific region uh, for for a um, a race of people, right? Is it right. more of a neutral? Yeah. It's more of a neutral location. It's, it's the ruins of an outpost. Okay, that, yeah, of um, old men. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, like ancient... <laughs> the, the race of men, not... <laughs> let, me, let me say that again. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the ruins of an outpost built by the ancient race of men. Right. So, so, yeah, it's kind of a neutral location now. There still are some commonalities, I think, with that piece um, in relation to other uh, evil themes that you hear. I was, I was showing Alex. It's actually really cool. Um, uh, all of these different themes that have to do that have to do with um the bad guys the baddies um all of their themes are in in five in groups of five beats like kind of a or like a three plus two kind of a an odd meter we call it an odd meter thing so it's really interesting um that that theme uh or that piece of music the amon n uses uh, a little bit of because obviously it's a it's a battle so uh there has to be some of the evil um, characters uh, illustrated in the, within that music too, but then also the uh, 
I think the Tower of Orthanc theme and some other stuff. I think the the Bridge of Khazad-dûm track, which I played a little earlier in this in the show, uh, also has that. I think I just played the beginning where it plays the Fellowship theme. But if you keep listening to that track, when the goblins, you know, are attacking them, the the goblins thing uh, theme is in uh, uh, in five in groups yeah. of five beats. So it's really it's an odd thing, and it, it's I think that's really on purpose too, because it's being evil. It's like distorted. It's like a distorted beat a little bit. So you can even hear that. You can hear that very starkly in that track when uh, Gandalf's hanging off the cliff, and it just goes boom, 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 boom. Yeah. One, right. two, three, four, five. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm I'm glad that you mentioned the Bridge of Khazad Doom because that's my favorite track. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that that scene, that whole like the whole thing. Yeah. And I through to the Balrog and after. The, yep. And I think if I had to pick a very favorite part, it would be Gandalf's death lament. Right. But I also love how that track uses male voices for the scenes in Moria where the Fellowship is being pursued and the Balrog is after them, and then it switches ah. to a female voice when it's hand when it's handling that moment of tragedy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I cool. love how it's handled in the movie too where all this the sound becomes very muffled and it's just the music taking over. Just when we were talking about how Amon Hen is the climax of the movie. Uh-huh. Mhm. The real genius of that song, I think, is that it doesn't handle it doesn't handle the climax as you would think in other adventure movies where the music just gets really like overpowering. Um, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like, like you think of like a star Wars or, or a, you mean building to like a, a very final moment. Yeah. Think and of, the you, Lord of the Rings kind of has several little smaller bumps. Yeah. Like in a Marvel movie or yeah. like think of star Wars, uh, new hope when, Luke is shooting down the trench, right? And the dun, music, dun 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 dun, yeah, dun dun, yeah. It's like, like so in that moment, hitting you, it hitting you across the face with that music, right? Right. Which is great. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that in Lord of the Rings, the intensity comes from this sadness of what's happening, and the the rhythm, um, like the driving rhythms in that song, it's. It's like the outcome of the battle is unavoidable. Right. Um, but it has to happen for this story to continue on. I think that's a cool way to treat the climax musically. And the the fellowship doesn't really have a blowing up the Death Star moment of triumph. It's it's very uh it's it's kind of a downbeat ending where Boromir dies, the fellowship breaks up, Frodo and Sam go off yeah. on their own. Right. So it's more emotionally complex. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Like that. <laughs> Very complex. Da, 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 good, old, good old keyboard presets and me accidentally hitting them. Um, thank you. Uh, I hope you keep that. <laughs> I probably will. Um, I think you could say that even about the final, if you want to call it a Death Star blow-up moment for the whole trilogy, is when Sauron is defeated, right? Mm-hmm. But... That music isn't even overpowering, really, either. There, the moment when his tower falls over is the the big thing. I remember, it's just this burst of horns. 
But also that right. goes right into uh, Frodo and Sam are being rescued off Mount Doom. Right. And then it gets very soft and... Yeah, ethereal again. Yeah. Like immediately. It's... You don't... Yeah. There's no lingering on the music. Um, You're talking about the very end of The Return of the King? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, when they get yeah. airlifted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what my favorite mo- uh, scene is. Um... The music that's playing, I can't for some reason find it um, on the album. I've listened to all of it, and I can't for some reason, maybe I just uh, skipped over it too quickly, Um, because I think it's a pretty prominent moment in the movie is when at Helm's Deep in in the Two Towers, this is the second movie, um, the elves come, and the music Mm -hmm. that's playing when the elves are marching uh, in through the gate, the main oh, gate. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's in there. Like, that's in. The... It's in there. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, but I, for some reason, I can't find it. I'll I'll try to find it and I'll find it right now. Do you know what track it is? The Hornburg. Is this you're talking? Oh, about, it's right? in the Hornburg track, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's a great moment. Like this militaristic version of the elf theme. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. every time it seems like every time you hear it, I mean, it's not like it's always kind of like soft. But it's just usually slow, yeah. And then, uh, and more flow, uh, fluid. It sounds like really fluid. But then all of a sudden, it's, uh, yeah, militant, and just really um, forward, uh, driving forward. So, yep. um, I think that's my favorite music from a particular scene, and it just really even uh, creates more hype for that battle. And it's one of the one of the best battles I think ever. Ever filmed. Yeah, yeah, ever filmed, yeah. I, so. I personally think the Helm's Deep battle beats even the Pelennor Fields battle. Oh, absolutely. I I agree 100% with that. Um, there's just something about the way it's... Uh, and I've seen different YouTubers um, talk about this particular scene, too, how it um, just... Uh, it's so well um, edited, and just everything really flows together. Um, and then obviously the music really enhances what's going on. Um, they don't talk too much about, they talk more about the actual battle and what I've, in the videos I've seen, nobody talks about really that, that part leading up to it. It's more just the battle itself, but, um, and then even when it goes into the morning and, and daylight, it's still, uh, just the whole thing. I, I, I love this. The second movie is my favorite just because of that, uh, pretty much. So I think has have we all shared our favorite um, scenes? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think unless anyone has anything else to add, I could add to to what no, we're talking. No, too late. Oh, we're going on the next all right, one. All right, great. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go um, ahead. No. Uh, so another one that I always think is really emotionally impactful is. Um, when Denethor tells Faramir, "You got to go kill yourself," basically. Oh, and oh, Kevin Song. Yeah, and go back to Osgiliath mm. and fight the orc <laughs> horde. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so they're so they are charging across Pelennor Fields, and Billy Boyd is singing his song mm. while Denethor is being a slob eating his tomatoes right. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the throne room. Yeah. Um, Stuffing his face. Yeah, it's just so gross. But like, yeah. oh my gosh, That's the, the emotion in that. Yeah, in his th- voice. That might be yeah. the best moment from the third movie. Yeah, yeah you I think. Say. I mean, one of might be like how how unique musically, is it? musically. Yeah, how unique is it that the Return of the King soundtrack has two actors singing, and it's them actually singing. Right. There's Billy Boyd doing that song, and then there's a 
Viggo Mortensen sings Aragorn's coronation song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a so, that's a great piece. I've never seen that in any other movie. That's oh, really cool. Uh, yeah. And then I know even though we're not really supposed to talk about The Hobbit, I'll talk about it anyway because it's my show. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, all uh, you've been. Um, <laughs> right now. I don't tolerate um, Hobbit discussions. The, um, uh, Reed and I were talking about it the other, uh, I think it was the last night or a couple nights ago, the uh, um, the Song of the Lonely Mountain. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, it's great. I'm, I really want to at least give that a, a nod just because even though it's The Hobbit. I mean, The Hobbit's got great music too, but we could spend probably some time mm-hmm. later talking about just those. Uh, Best trailer song ever. If you just want, just like to give you goosebumps in the trailer, put yeah. on the song of the Lonely Mountain. Right. Um, okay, so we've talked about, you know, since Howard Shore's music is based a lot on leitmotif, so like different themes, um, can you pick just one theme as like your favorite theme every time it comes into play uh, throughout the course of the, the original trilogy? I think my pick would be the Nazgul theme. Because it's just so scary, like genuinely scary. I'm thinking mostly of like the scene at, at the Prancing Pony where the Nazgul come in. Oh right. And the voices and they he even uses the the strings. Dun, 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 dun. Just those strings in the background. Mm-hmm. Like during the Pelennor Fields battle when the Witch King swoops in. Oh right. Like that string part is playing in the background. Mm, yeah. But, nice nice bookends to the to the movie kind yeah. of. Yeah. Anyway, that's my pick. Because you don't hear it very often, do you? Uh, well, maybe not as often as some of the other themes, but probably... Yeah. You hear it most in the first half of The Fellowship. Okay, Because yeah. that's, that's when the Nazgul are the main threat. But that's right, my pick right, right. because it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It really freaks you out. It's a scary theme. Um, I didn't, I'd have to think about mine. Uh, what, about, uh, what about you over there, Skippy? Uh, Skippy says... Skippy says, I don't know. You're going to think I'm cheesy, but like the Shire theme. No, that's not cheesy. It's it's like. It's pretty substantial. It represents the most, I think, to the story where you start in the Shire Mm -hmm. and then they reintroduce it. The, The way the theme is constructed, it's. It's so homey. Yeah. And yet also there's like a a sadness to it that yeah makes I, you I know feel what like you, mean. you might never reach Sad that home again. again you might you won't right. be the same when you come back which even though they save the shire the hobbits don't really ever feel the same when they're yeah. there mm-hmm. and so i so think it's that, a little bit unsettling in a way yeah right? it's just left it leaves you a little bit longing for something yeah. that you remember but you can't quite attain again so if i were to interview howard shore i'd ask him that like were you really thinking about that (laughs) when you're like like how do you approach a theme between movies like are you kind of trying to keep it pretty much the same for the sake of the audience to like really pick up on or are you trying to like take it in another direction yeah um uh, may also uh, depend on time, like to be able to to write the music, yeah, um, and that sort of thing. So I don't know what sort of factors come into play when you talk about that stuff. So or, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, I was just that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. I think that 
there's a pull or, or a motion in that in that Shire theme where the melody, well, let's talk about the melody first. The yeah. melody goes up and then down. So it's like it's like a breathing motion almost. Um, it feels natural. Yeah, and and the yeah. and the harmonies also do the same thing. They they kind of slowly descend. Dun, 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 um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and then it kind of goes into sort of a bounciness, and then yeah, like um, it sometimes. And then it comes out sometimes of that. It's bouncy, and sometimes it's really flowing, yeah, like at right. the end of the Concerning yeah. Hobbits. Track. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, mm. Concerning Hobbits. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking of. Um. I have a quick side story about the Shire theme, actually. Go for it. At one point, I knew how to play Concerning Hobbits on piano, and I was playing it in our theater class, and one of the one of the girls who really loved Lord of the Rings came over. She's like, are you playing that? I could kiss you. And I was like, really? <laughs> wow. So Concerning Hobbits, the ladies love it. It's That's, that's, a, that's my side story. That's a hot one. <laughs> if you find a lady who loves that theme, marry her. Lock her up. I mean, yeah, marry her. She, <laughs> I meant that as a euphemism. <laughs> Never mind. Jimmy, oh, whatever. Don't actually incarcerate her. She's your rose. Rose cotton uh, dancing. Step Rosie one. What is that in Bob's dancing. Burgers? Step one. Trap your princess. <laughs> trap your princess. Trap your princess. That's right. <laughs> um... Good. Okay, so I think I've expressed uh, several themes that I think are great, but I never really mentioned what my favorite one was. And uh, it really is kind of a tie between the fellowship theme. I just can't get over the fellowship theme and and Tower of Orthanc. I think it's just because I got so used to listening to that uh, when playing the video game, the Two Towers video game, because mm. like you, that's like over played over like the main menu and the like the map select, the level select. Yeah. So like you pretty much just hear it's just driven that that track is driven entirely by percussion. So I think, yeah, it's it's really different than than most of the other themes in this actually. But the it's the, the Lothlorien theme is really great too. Um. And yeah, so it's really hard to it's really hard for me to pick. I can't think of what's a a more obscure theme. I think the yeah, strength. I don't know <laughs> the the real strength of the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is that it the way it mixes the 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 themes, the way it right, overlays exactly, yeah. these light motifs. And I'm thinking, I wish I'd mentioned this earlier, but really my favorite musical moment of all of the movies for me is at the end of the breaking of the fellowship where he seamlessly transitions into the the fellowship theme again so like the fellowship is broken that and gimli and legolas and aragorn are sitting there like what are we gonna do yeah and they decide not to give up on their comrades you know i think that's why i think that's why the fellowship theme is my favorite like if i had to pick one it would be the fellowship theme just because of it's used with pretty much everything. There's only there's a, a few more pieces of music, just like just like two more pieces of music that I want to address. Sure. And one, well, okay, three, because two of them have always been linked in my mind. It's um the passage of the marshes from the two towers and Shelob's lair from Return of the King. 
because there's such good horror themes. Right. Like I talked before about how the Nazgul theme is just so scary. Like those two pieces of music are scary too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Shelob's Lair, the way it builds and builds and builds. And it's just an outright horror track, and that's yeah. what makes it so great. That that one's um that's one of the more tense scenes, like longer buildups. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um it really makes it makes logical sense. It like it it all makes sense, but it, at the same time it's not like totally predictable. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um using these purely these pure orchestral um arrangements they really hit they're able to hit all these emotions fear and terror and yeah sadness joy and you know yeah, yeah. just the whole gamut and that's the thing that like when we talked about the star wars soundtracks star wars never has quite that moment of terror that the lord right. of the rings movies do and so it gives the music of lord of the rings a different quality right yeah you just never know especially in the 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 pelinor fields battle you just Seeing it for the first time, you just don't know, like, what's going to happen, you know. Um, like, you feel like, you know, something really terrible is going to happen. Like, the Helm's Deep, when the, the wall is breached, like, that's a pretty terrible, you know, moment. That even um, plays without music. I mean, when the wall blows up. Right. Yeah, the absence of music uh-huh. is just is, is just as strong as... Yeah. Um, and there's a few reaction shots of them just standing there shocked. Yeah. And it's silent, yeah. Yeah, so um, so that's something to think about, too, the absence of music. Everything tells the story. You need all these things to tell the story at the same time. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's great. Great music. Um, and I'd like mm-hmm. to – I can't wait to talk about The Hobbit and so we can really kind of compare those, those soundtracks to the original because um, they were all done – by Howard Shore, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, same composer. So we can really kind of see what uh, the approach was, or try to try to figure it out uh, between those mm-hmm. those two sets of movies. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on and geeking out with me about it. And anytime, anytime. We had we've had some fun. We we pretty much we kept it straight for the most part. We we did pretty good. We we got through the questions and we stayed on um, topic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, usually we Generally. tend to, yeah, we, we tend to fall off the rails sometimes. Um, but that was, that was good. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me and, uh, hope to have you both on again soon. Maybe, maybe we should just do it this way from now on, just the three of us since we see each other so often. I don't mind that. Also, at least for the Hobbit, we should mm. all come back and do the Hobbit. Yes, absolutely. Um, we need to think of an appropriate Lord of the Rings quote to say goodbye. Drums in the deep. Actually, for for <laughs> first, I just want to say, um, Reed, is there any any anything coming up that you'd like to plug or um, update on the Deviant movie or anything like that? Um, well, Deviant's proceeding nicely. It's in post production. Uh, it's picture locked now, so now we're in the visual effects and sound editing stage. So it's pretty far along in post production. We don't have a, a premiere date yet. But pretty soon, you'll see the trailer and the Kickstarter campaign will go up. Yep. So at, keep an eye at out Deviant those. Movie, uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, all Facebook that stuff. Facebook and Instagram, yep. And uh, check our IMDb page, too, because the amount of hits we get on our IMDb page is really important. It helps that, boost our profile. That is the Internet Movie Database. Yes. They probably things. knew that. <laughs> everyone <laughs> everyone that's listening probably knew that. Um <laughs> always good to say it again <laughs> um that's the y- little yellow icon logo 
with the <laughs> on your phone you mean that says <laughs> okay man fell off the rails good <laughs> I'm trying to think of my Lord we of the Rings quote. I ruined it. Drums in the deep. <laughs> no, I, okay, this is mine. It's oh, what? Is, how does it start though? Long dark of Moria. How does it start? Uh, we must face. Okay, uh, we must face the long dark of Moria. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think we're good. Thanks, guys. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye now. All right, thanks. That was great. Um, That's going to do it for this episode. I'm Zach Demas, and you've been listening to the soundtrack. So what would your answers be to these three questions? Shoot me a message uh, through my website at MuteCityMusic.com, and just let me know your thoughts. Uh, And as always, be on the lookout for the latest news um, through there as well. And I'm on Facebook and Patreon and all that good stuff. And uh, get ready for the next episode. I think we're in uh, back to video games and the rotation. Um, and I've got Donkey Kong planned for that. So I'm not, I'm not sure to uh, what capacity I'm talking about that because there's lots of uh, games to cover there. Um, may just do like an overall favorite Donkey Kong themes or something. I don't know. But uh, I do know that Donkey Kong is going to be the next uh, thing. So get ready for that. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. And I will catch you guys next time. All right, peace.